88.1 WHOV welcomes you to the Pastor's Study. The Pastor's Study in your church or any church is a place where the pastor goes to collect his thoughts, hear from God, study God's Word, and develop ideas and thoughts on what direction the church needs to take in leading others to Christ. The Pastor's Study is where the road to salvation is paved and the mysteries of the Bible revealed. The Pastor's Study on WHOV is a talk show that allows you, the listener, to come inside to find out more about the ministers of the gospel in the area and the good works they're doing across the region, the nation, and the world. Now here's your host, Pastor Kevin Swan of Ivy Baptist Church in Newport News, Pastor Ray Johnson of Calvary Revival Church Peninsula, and Pastor John Young of Empowered Believers Christian Learning Center. The Pastor's Study is now open to the public. So come on in and find out God's plan for your life and His people. It's a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Welcome to the Pastor Study. This is the essence of HU 88.1 WHOV. Thank you again for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to listen to the Pastor Study radio broadcast. We air live every Tuesday. It's the rebroadcast on Sundays. We're just thankful that you're taking time uh, to be with us. And again, if you're just tuning in for the first time, we, we really like to talk about relevant issues, things that impact our community our nation and our world. And as always, we invite you to call in and offer your perspective on, on our topics. And so uh, we, we have with us again, Pastor John Young, Empowered Believers Christian Learning Center. Pastor Young, how are you? Well, the anytime, Dallas Cowboys. Anytime you start with well, <laughs> <laughs> that, that might not be a good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, bro. Our, our team lost again, bro. And, um, you know, I I, uh, I had to wear a Redskins jersey Sunday <laughs> Sunday in, in church, bro. And, and, and I, I was thinking about how they mocked Jesus on the cross <laughs> and, um, and put the crown of thorns on his head. <laughs> And so, bro, I you know I, I just need prayer. Um, if if I could get some prayer, I'd appreciate for, it. For those who, who who may not know Pastor Young, he's a he's a diehard Cowboy fan. And Sunday after they lost again to to Chicago, I, I texted him and and said, you know, as, as your friend, as your brother in Christ, I'm here for you. And uh, he responded by <laughs> texting. Scriptures from Jesus on the cross. <laughs> My God, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> and, and so uh, we we are certainly praying once again for Pastor Young and for all of the Dallas Cowboy fans. It's funny uh, because in at our church, by far, uh, the Cowboys are the most beloved team in our church. So there, there are a you lot got a of good people, church. Got a good church. There are a lot of people who I need to invite to the altar on Sunday. Just just. <laughs> To be there for him. And and Pastor Johnson is here and he's a Redskin fan and and I watched that game, man, and my heart really goes out to you, Pastor Johnson, for for how you are on a fourth and ten, he throws a Hail Mary in the Hail. end zone and is caught. Sends the game into overtime. So, Pastor Johnson, I'm, just I'm have, here for you also, man. I have suicidal thoughts on today. <laughs> and uh with my with my thoughts that I have on today, just just pray for me because uh, I mean I just go back to the fourth quarter and when when Donovan uh, put it up there for Santana Moss, it just slipped right through his hands and I just couldn't believe it. And then the hail mary pass at the end of the game. But you know we, we'll take one and one. You know I just 
Suicidal thoughts is all I can say. Don't, don't be suicidal, man. You got, a, <laughs> you got another game, man. Yeah, man. It's a long season. Wait, oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> <laughs> Things have turned themselves around. And so, you know, uh, so we have all ranges here. We have 0-2, 1-1, and, one and, one and and my boys. Oh, here we go. Steelers, you know, we 2-0. I got to brag for a minute. There they go. There they go. Without our starting quarterback, we're still winning and trying to find ways. But but nevertheless. My birthday's tomorrow. Pastor Young's birthday is yes. tomorrow. Yes. That can, I'm trying to change the subject. Sure. You can change the subject. Yeah. And Pastor Ray, you can talk about your big weekend coming up. Oh, yeah, Tell everybody yeah. what's going on. Yeah, man. A very big weekend for us at CRCP. Uh, we're expanding into the city of Hampton with our east location. We'll be coming up this Sunday on the 26th. Uh, our bishop, uh, Courtney Macbeth, will be with us uh, preaching and inaugurating our expansion into the city of Hampton. It's located at 317 Lee Street. Uh, right there, right next to Darling Stadium. We're excited, uh, brothers, to just be able to expand the life movement to the city of Hampton. And so come on out and join us. Our first 8 a.m. service will take place on October the 3rd uh, right there in the east location. So we'll have midweek stuff, and children's ministry will be available the Sunday night and that first Sunday morning. So feel free to bring your young people out as well. You can call us at 245-1747 or log on to the website there at uh, www.crcpeninsula.org. And so we're excited. Join us this weekend. It's going to be a good time. Amen. And once again, we congratulate you and what God is doing in your ministry and how he's expanding and doing great things uh, in your life. We're very, very proud of you. Uh, ordinarily, we have uh, a guest on our show. We do have two regular contributors, Jerry Good, certified fitness trainer, Body by JG, uh, and then Ken Royster, who is a financial planner, certified financial planner with First Genesis of Virginia, a division of MetLife. And so neither one of them will be on today. Uh, one of them will be on next Tuesday. So that gives us more time to talk about a topic that Maybe quite controversial, maybe not, but we're going to open it up today and, and kind of talk about it. And I, and I asked Moose to kind of give us the uh, a little song for this for this particular uh, for, for this particular show today because it, it kind of puts things in perspective about what we go talk about. For those old old school folks, you, you know what this song is. You know what this song is. Oh yeah, can, baby. Can, can you hear? Yes, sir. Uh, can you hear? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody doing the bus stop right now. Somebody just pulled over on the side. We we, we do want to talk about we want to talk about money today and and really have a engaging conversation today about money and the church. Be, because there appears to be Pastor Ray and, and Pastor John that Sometimes when you bring up the subject of money in church, Mm-mm. boy, get you, real can, tight. you can open up a can of worms. <laughs> people get fit, clenched fists. People, people's faces start to frown. You could, you could do a series yeah. on, on anything, but you preach a series on, on, on money and, and things sometimes have a tendency to change. And so here's our question for the day. And I, I want to start with you all because all of us are pastors and then we'll open up the phone lines. But but here's the question. Why, why is it so sensitive of an issue when you're talking about money in the church? Or first of all, is it a sensitive issue to discuss when you're talking about when you're talking about money? <laughs> do 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 uh, people uh, uh yeah. 
it's it's real sensitive, bro. And and let me tell you, one of the things that uh, I I gotta say right off the bat is that you know sometimes you know without putting people out there, some of our counterparts they make it kind of hard on us with those hundred dollar lines. And well, hold on, I'm sorry. Don't get to the list yet. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm but, but you're saying again. already, yes, it's sensitive. Uh, yes, very, very, very sensitive. Not very, very. <laughs> very, very sensitive. Okay, it's a sensitive. Very time. sensitive. Pastor, Pastor Ray, is it a sensitive issue? It's extremely sensitive. You you can't talk about money at church. People start clutching their purses. Uh, they they tune you out. People start looking at their watches. They pull out their phones. Start sending face uh, Facebook messages, Twitter messages. All kind of stuff will happen on you when people start talking about money in church. You just can't do it. Not gonna be able to do it. Not at all. Now, people do you get real tight? Do you think that this is across the board? Oh, this is. I don't care what any the, church you go to. Not. I don't care what it, denomination. Is it, is it you us? Are in. Is it us? I don't care what denomination, what persuasion, uh, what ethnic background, everybody, when you start talking about money in church, gets tight. So the question for the day has to be, why? <laughs> <laughs> it has to be why. There's no, inter- there's no relationship that exists without money. None. There's no business that can function without money. There's None. no entity that can survive without money. Jesus talked more about money than he did prayer. So if that's the case, then why is it such a sensitive topic in church? And so why is it that, you know, when we get to offering time and all these other things that the people just, for whatever reason, just... <laughs> they start breaking out in sweat. <laughs> I mean, what is the deal? So I came up with a list of, of 10 things. I don't know. They're not in order. You may have your own. So I'm going to open it up to you all. First, and then we're going to open up the phone lines 727 5711. 727 5711. Is money a sensitive topic to discuss in church? I'm sure some pastors somewhere uh, are shouting. <laughs> <laughs> but the question is look, we got callers already. already. But, but the question is why is it? Such a sensitive topic, Pastor Ray. Offer your first perspective. I, I, I believe that where Pastor Young began to go with uh, with the money lines, you know, you got a five dollar line, fifty dollar line, twenty five dollar line. I think the I, I, I will put the onus on us first. That's my first big word for the day: onus. I'll put the first onus on us as preachers. Uh, we don't tend to do a very good job of how we present the presentation uh, and really asking or communicating to what is our godly responsibility when it comes to the tithe and offering. We don't do a good job of teaching about it. And then when it's time to actually raise resources for practical things, we don't do a good job of that either. And so uh, I'll put I'll put the responsibility on us because we have seen some jokers <laughs> over the years. You ain't seen jokers. <laughs> what a you, K-A. You didn't say that. <laughs> so you believe that part of the problem is it's it's the leadership that's I, I not leadership. going back about it the right way. I think it's leadership not going about it the right way. I will start there first. Okay. Do we have a caller in here? Okay. We do have a caller. Let's see. Warren from Hampton. Warren, are you there? Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? Welcome to the Pastor Study. Thank you, and thank you all for what you do. Yes, sir. I, I, I assume you're calling to answer our question for the day. Is, is money a sensitive topic to discuss in the church? And if so, why? Yes, and why I've been in a lot of different churches from East Coast to West Coast and overseas in the military. And it makes it hard sometimes because you see the need of the church, but you see 
not speaking of y'all, other pastors coming in in different situations and scenarios, and I'll be real, coming in with large vehicles. I've seen a pastor flown in by a helicopter, but the church was struggling. So as me being a man of God and following God's walk, yeah, it does bother me because I'm looking at the people that are sitting right there in need, but then I'm looking at the people that, not saying they don't need, but I see as an abuse sometimes of money. We all are human, in spite of our positions we hold. And we have a God that gives us choices. We choose to make the decisions to do what we do in the aspect. So I'm not down in any church. I can't say it's an ethnic background. I can't say it's a certain denomination. I can't say it's all churches. I stood in services where I felt just as comfortable talking about money, but some I felt uncomfortable. So it can go back and forth. But yes, it is a sensitive subject, to make a long story short. Okay. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it, man. Bless you. Have a good one. Bless you, man. Praying for you, too, man. Thank you, Doc. All right. Okay. He says that the issue is, is that sometimes, Pastor Ray, that there's an imbalance when it comes to the pastor seemingly having great amount of abundance as opposed to the congregation that there's a, there's a gap, there's a wide gap there. Mm-hmm. And, and as a result of that gap, it makes the appearance that the giving is going directly to the pastor while the, the, the congregation is still struggling. Mm-hmm. Pastor Young, let me start with you. Do you, do you agree with that statement? Y- yeah. And, and as much as that is accurate, um, it, it's unfortunate because the truth is is that it seems like there is some kind of um, a button in people that they feel more willing to give if the pastor appears to be struggling and 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 if if the pastor is prosperous then they feel like you know um, then maybe the money's all going to the pastor and and I think one of the challenges that we face is to educate people that you know if anyone should be an example of of what a life of 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 obedience is supposed to look like it should be a pastor you know uh we we should uh if we are if we are obedient to the word and submitting to god in other words people ought to say you know if if living for god and serving god um uh produces a lifestyle like this then there must be something to this i'm talking about to the unbeliever but the sad truth is that people will look at the preacher and say okay you know he's taking all of the money and 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 buying nice cars and nice houses and that's not necessarily the case so what if the pastor is just simply taking care of his what if he's taking care of his money there you go right what what if what if he whatever he gets or she gets they're they're responsible. They're they're doing it God's way, and God is blessing them as a result. Sometimes it can be viewed as the pastor still is taking the money, even though God is blessing the, that that person's life. And 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 one 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 other step I've seen it taken a, a little bit further than the the other caller talked about was that sometimes if you have. Um, let's say, um, less fortunate or, or, or poor people in your congregation, then that, that's how they define the church is struggling. Well, if, if you have, a, if you have a, a, a prosperous ministry and you're doing well and you're being uh, taken care of because the laborer is worthy of his hire, et cetera, et cetera, then a homeless person joins your church. Do you have to go backwards at that point? Exactly. So, so it sounds to me then it's dependent upon the church itself. If the church has affluent members in the church, then maybe it's okay, a little bit better for the pastor. But if the church is in the hood and is struggling, then does it look bad if the pastor rolling up in a S, S Benz 
if, if, if the uh, if the congregation as a whole is struggling. Do you agree with that, Pastor? I, I agree, but I, I want to be the first one of us to say it ain't right. <laughs> it just it, I mean we 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 look at other uh, uh, persons who are comparable to the position of pastor, CEO, president of organizations, and uh, we don't have anything to say about them because they wear nice suits, drive nice cars, live in nice houses, doing very well, have a four hundred one k plan, taking care of their money, investing, receiving resources that come back, and I, I think that we have to do away with this notion of this vow of poverty. That's not in the scripture. Okay, that's not in the scripture contextually. I just want to say that. Um, at the same time, it, it, here's my second word, it behooves us <laughs> to make sure that we administrate well and we don't take advantage of people either at the same time. All right. If you're just tuning in, question of the day is, is money a sensitive topic to discuss in the church? So far, I've, every answer has been overwhelmingly yes. <laughs> the, the question now becomes, why is it such a sensitive topic? And we're opening up the phone line, 727-5711. We do have another caller on the air. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Go ahead and state your comment, please. Uh, the, the reason why I believe uh, it's such a sensitive topic is because over the years, like the previous caller said, people feel like they've been duped. And fundamentally, people are looking to man as their source instead of looking to God. The people recognize that they're giving to God instead of to a man or to, to a body or an organization. Then that'll start to, to just squash all of that. And people will really then begin to, to fully receive and live and walk in the blessing that God has intended for us. Okay. Thank you for the call. We appreciate the time. It it seems to be consistent so far that it's it's the view of, of us as the leader and, and how we are presented versus where the congregation is. Let me ask you this, Pastor Johnson. I have I have another one I want you to think about. Um what about the way in which we ask for money? Can can that be can that be a turnoff to a lot of people? The way the offerings are done, or the manner in which how consistently we as leaders have to ask for money. Do, do you think that that potentially can be a challenge, or make money a sensitive issue? Because we stand up Sunday after Sunday and saying. You know, we need you to give, we need you to give, we need you to give. Listen, uh, Pastor Swan, I, you know, I, I'm double-sided on this issue. Well, let me just start with one side first. Absolutely. The way in which we do ask for money, um, you know, you have some preachers who are just third big word for the day, belligerent. <laughs> they're just rude and, uh, you know, they're going to, the way they ask for the money, you don't have to offend people and degrade people uh, and asking them. Sometimes you come to church and you feel like you've been mugged. Um, and, and, and the way that we ask uh, for resources and the way we ask for money, we've got to do a better job with that. And Pastor Young already kind of lit the fire already. You know, you've got money lines that line up in the church, go back, count the offering, come back. Um, and you're going to take a second offering, a third offering sometimes, and you're going to mug the people and talk bad about them, this, that, and the other. Nobody's excited about that. I think on the other side, I think we have to do a better job. And I will say this. Now, I don't want to get into denominational stuff. Don't do it. You know, <laughs> don't, don't do it. No, please. But I, I think I think certain streams, let's say it that way, do a very good job uh, of planned giving. 
where they organize well. Uh, they use very good nonprofit uh, management principles of, you know, 50 percent of what you need first before you start asking so that people can see a finished product of something uh, before it is actually time to start raising money. So you're ensure that there's a goal that's met. People don't like to uh, be a part of organizations where they can't tangibly see anything happening. So you had a building front for 30 years and the doorknob ain't fixed. That's one of my own <laughs> you, you cannot have a building fund <laughs> for years. And there's not one stitch of carpet. There's not, you haven't broken ground. You haven't painted. You haven't done anything. <laughs> we going to have a building. I think uh, that, that makes people a little leery. A little leery. I think it does. Yes, absolutely. We do have another caller. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Go ahead. Welcome to the pastor study. Go ahead and state your comment, please. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm calling in saying, uh, yes, I do agree and believe that, you know, talking about money in the church is an extremely sensitive topic. And uh, I'll tell you my foundation for that very quickly. I am a PK or a preacher kid and from deep south Mississippi. And I have seen situations where some of the pastors were really uh, abusive of the money. They weren't good stewards and or the, the board or the deaconess or whatever the board was that was handling the fund, they were not good stewards of it. And they also made a habit of begging the congregation and or making you feel guilty that you must do this instead of teaching tithing teaching and uh, talking and, and discussing about abundance, which I do find now in this day and age that a lot of uh, churches do teach about it so that you understand why you are going to do this. And some of them go so far to put up the goals of what the fund is going to be about, and they'll show where they are, like have a marker showing this is where we are with it, this is where the funds are, which I think is perfect because lots of people know and can see and be in, on board with where it's really going and not into a black hole or a vortex. They can be relaxed about it. And secondarily, this is my issue personally as a professional person and a, a child of God. If you've gotten so much money over these years, like I'm in a church now who's 146 years old, okay? All that time, you haven't invested the money in anything because even the Bible talks about that. Why haven't all this money we've given over all these years been invested in something that are giving returns instead of you asking us every Sunday for something? That, I think a lot of people don't understand. It's okay. very unprogressive. It's very okay. low-grade. Okay. okay, thank you for the time. We appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. I think we've hey. hit a nerve today. <laughs> I think we've hit a nerve. Say so, sis. Say so. You know, uh, she, she talked on two fronts. One, there was misappropriation of funds, and yet people are still asking for money repeatedly. Mm. Would you give money to something that you know is not right, even if it's the church? That, that, that's the question. Pastor Young, would you? Are you sitting in the pew? You know that if you give this money, it's not going to be used properly. What do most people do? Go to another church. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you're in a church and you aren't confident with what the leadership of that church is doing with God's resources, you are in the wrong church. Or what uh, people do, not to interrupt you, is uh -huh. they stay, but they sow a seed somewhere else. Oh, and struck a nerve. Mm, there. That's yeah, exactly yeah, what people. Yeah, that's, I'm not gonna leave, but I'm not gonna bless this ministry right. either. 
I, I'm going to sit don't right here. I understand that, though. I just don't understand <laughs> that. You know, my, my thing is this. You know, the, the Bible says my sheep know my voice and the strangers they won't follow. And, and, and we are under shepherds. And so one of the things we have to understand is that if you can't follow the voice of the shepherd that, 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 that you are under, then that's not your shepherd. Because one of the things I've seen is that, that, you know, when people really give, they're not necessarily giving because uh, the church needs a, a, a new, uh, you know, a new set of carpet or a new building and all this, that, or that. They're giving because they, uh, they believe that the heart of God is represented by the vision of that church. And so you're giving to the vision. And then all the other things that you see are, are sort of attributes of the vision coming to pass, whether it be a, a new bus or a new building or new whatever. But I think when we talk about giving, we have to make sure that we make the biblical principle the priority that you have to give because the Bible says to give. So how comfortable then are we, and I'm asking the, the three of you two because you're past, when, when it comes time to talk about vision and talk about where God is taking you and what things you need and how how comfortable are you talking about that in the financial aspect because you know how sensitive it is to talk about money. I will be very honest, Pastor Swan. I drive some of my core leaders crazy because I don't talk about money. Um, and, you know, we're in the midst of all kinds of expansions. I'm driving and pushing our folk hard. And some of my leaders are like, okay, you need to go ahead on and, and do some, some fundraising. But I'm very conscious of where I am, where I minister at, um, and, the, and the people that I am called to, to be very careful with that. And sometimes we as, as preachers can get stifled when we overly compensate on the other side because we don't want to offend, we don't want to be labeled, we don't want to seem untrustful or to, or to be mistrustful toward people um, or, and just the kind of culture and climate that we live in today. So I'm one of those that very rarely I do maybe once a year or once every two years. I mean, I'm only two and a half years old, so I've only talked about it one time in the right. whole two and a half year time period. But you know you need it. Yep, you got to have it. You have to have it, but because of all of the other things. Climate around it. It, it makes it very difficult. Pastor Young, how about you? How comfortable are you talking about what you need? You just transitioned into a new building. Right. How comfortable were you telling the congregation, look, we need to raise or we need to come up with X amount of dollars to, to move forward? You, you know, I would rather lick dirt. <laughs> than, than talk about money in church. That's that's how uncomfortable I am about it. And the truth is, is that 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 is not a strength. That is a weakness of mine. Because the truth is, is that you know um, when when you when you teach faith in terms of giving, it's not just blessing the church. It's blessing the membership right. to sow into good ground, and, and and it actually enhances their own personal finances by giving to the church when you teach it correctly. But I, I I'm so sensitive to the point to where the way we take offerings is we just put a basket in the back, and we just say. Hey, look, you ain't going to hear nothing else about this, but the basket is in the back. And if 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 you, you know, are so led to, to be a blessing to us, members know what they're supposed to do. And, and we leave it at that. And the truth is that we have done well that way, primarily because the people uh, we've created an atmosphere where they know that uh, it you know, I would rather people um, take their money and throw it in the nearest trash can than to give and be because they're manipulated or pressured. You know what I mean? And so so the way the reason we do that is because it's a, it's between you and God, what you give. It's got to be a faith thing. And, and that helps me to know that the people that are given, they aren't given because of some kind of euphoria they feel right after you've preached and then said, OK, give me one hundred dollars because God said so. You know, I think, you know, there's that's a dangerous thing. You know, and, and I agree. Yet I also think that there's a line that we, yes, we, the three of us struggle with it 
Uh, yet I think there's a line yeah. because you know what God has called you to do. You yeah. know you need resources to do, do it. it. Yeah. And to not speak on it could be a disservice, just like speaking on it too much. Yeah. And where's the line? So very, very interesting topic. If you're just tuning in, once again, the question of the day is money. Talking about money in church, is it a sensitive topic? Overwhelmingly, everybody has said yes. I haven't heard anybody yet to say no. And if it is a sensitive topic, why is it that way? We do have another caller on the air. Caller, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Go ahead and state your comment, please. Uh, well, I just, I wanted to represent uh, some of the young generation here. And um, just mention that I, I think we should go back to the simplicity of God because it's, I think it's complicated too much. And um, I think if we could, you know, just have a, a better understanding of, of why money is connected to the church, because, uh, I, I mean, in all actuality, a lot of people don't understand uh, nor do they know the value of, of of money connected to the church and why why it's needed. And it's um it's like there's a deceptive spirit, you know, going on or whatever. And it, just the importance of it is just is not it's not represented well. Okay, I appreciate the call. Thank you for the time. Thank you. That's a very good point. Yeah, let me play the other side of that. Do businesses have to explain? how important money is to, to stay to survive do, do, does McDonald's send a, a, a letter out say we need your money or we're going to close our doors I think it's understood in the business world how important money is why doesn't that translate Pastor Young when it comes to kingdom building and the church you know, I think that, that people have a one-dimensional view of ministry and what ministry is because, you know, they think that it's all spiritual. But but it, it, it offends some people, as you said on your list, that, that, that you even refer, have the audacity to talk about the business side of ministry. Yes. You know, but but even Jesus said, render unto Caesar was doing to Caesar and render unto God was doing to God. Yes. In other words, you got to pay. You, you ain't going to keep dominion power from cutting your power off by faith. Right. You know what I mean? You, you, you're going to have to be able to to pay your bills and we have to be good stewards of the resources that come in but truth be told is that most people when they think about church uh, it's because you know it's in terms of money this is how they relate it to money well I'm, I'm short on my light bill or I'm short on my rent and they don't have a problem looking at money coming out of the church into the community because quite frequently one of the things that we invest in and I know that all three of these churches here represented do is we invest in the community we have homeless uh, people that, that benefit from those kinds of things uh, and 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 you don't get a a natural return per se uh, by way of stocks and bonds and those kinds of things but God finds a way yes, to increase yes, uh, uh, and so we're 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 doing in other words we're practicing what we preach yes absolutely right I think we do have another caller on the air caller are you there absolutely I uh, thank you for um, broaching this very touchy and tender topic. But it's, uh, you know, all jokes aside, it is a very, very important topic. I have seen the topic um, taught in a way that is manipulative, and I've seen it taught in a way that is and um, by motivating, I mean when a leader is teaching and preaching on the topic of money, I appreciate it when it's approach from the vantage point of strengthening me as a Christian, as opposed to, um, to be quite frankly, uh, stuffing the coffers. And, and let's not, you know, be unreal. I mean, we all need money. Churches need money. And 
there's no pro- I have no problem with that. But I think when we get to the point where we're manipulating and beating people over the head, I mean, that that's not good or God-honoring, and the kingdom is not advanced by that. Okay. Thank you so much for the call. We appreciate the time. I guess the question is, and many people are saying the same thing, that it seems like sometimes they're being coerced or, or forced. It's being manipulative. Pastor Young, I guess the question becomes, what exactly does that mean for some people when they feel like they're being manipulated to give? What, what do you think that they're really saying? You, you know, if anytime you put somebody in a position to where they feel like their uh, love for God is challenged by whether or not they give or their ability to access a certain kind of power, like, you know, uh, if, if, if you uh, buy this anointed hanky or something, did I say that out loud on the radio? <laughs> I'm it's, sorry. It's just us in the room. Okay. Nobody, nobody <laughs> but, heard you. But, but, yeah, I think that anytime you know, you, you get people to feel like that money gets you closer to God uh, or, or you've got to buy your way in, you're manipulating people. And to me, that's just sad. And really, the truth of it is, it's, it's not even about how much you give in, re, in regards to the tithe. The, the issue is your, your obedience. Are you being obedient to the Lord in giving him that first portion of your increase? Because that's what the requirement and the commandment from God is. So God is really looking at the intent of the heart. And we've got to do a better job in communicating to people uh, in regards to their giving. Now, let me ask you this. I, I hear this comment sometimes of churches, maybe some larger churches, for example, who have ATM machines in the lobby. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and you know, it's funny because people will, will comment on that. You know, I went to a church and there was an ATM machine. I can't believe that there was an ATM machine in the yeah, lobby. Yeah, yeah. Bush, yeah. It, what, <laughs> I guess, what is the, the issue? What is the that? issue with having an ATM machine in the lobby? People feel like you're money laundering. That's Is that a out. sign of being manipulative because that, you... They feel like you're money laundering, Pastor Swan. They just feel like if you got an ATM machine, you can have uh, several entrepreneurial exports that are part of the church. You know, you can have a bookstore that's in the church. Uh, you can have a restaurant uh, that's in the church. There's needed money exchange all of the time. But people will feel like you are money laundering. If you have an ATM machine in your church, I'm just telling you, don't I mean, do it. Best help me with this. I mean, if you walk into a a a business, and and I know people are gonna say, well, the church is not a business, but again, you don't you don't tell Virginia Power, God bless you. They gonna cut your stuff off. <laughs> so, what what is it? Is that a sign of being manipulated? Oh, I can't go to this church no more because they got an ATM machine. You know, I, I do have to draw the line there with the ATM. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. You know, I am a I'm an edgy, cutting edge kind of guy. But you know, because when you think about the rationale for some businesses, let's say like um, like the places where they play them slot machines and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, at, at at a certain point, they get to a place to where they want people to be able to access some more money after they've given all theirs because that spirit is still on them. I don't know if they they've thought it out that well, but it's been productive because you could say. Hey, I'm out of money. I got to go. But no, here's the slot machine right here. And the sad truth is that when that spirit, here we go, brace yourself, permeates hey! into the church, then what happens is, 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 you know how sometimes people will, will give and then, you know, they go back to what y'all were talking about earlier, how, you, hey, we need to raise $512 more. And then they get to five hundred and 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 twenty six, and they say, okay, no, 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 we need to make it an even 550 or whatever. And so, so folks will start going to the 
to the ATM ATM machine and stuff like that. And if it's right there in the church, then there's no excuse. And don't get me wrong, I don't believe that all churches that have them in the lobby, that's their rationale. But it's enough people that would believe that to, and I'll admit it, scare me into not doing that. Man. Yes, sir. This topic is real, man. Yes, sir. Because I could go anywhere else. And if I don't have money, I can go to the ATM machine and get whatever I need. Right. I can go to 7-Eleven. I can go to the ATM machine that's in the back. But if I go to church and I happen to leave my checkbook at home for the day, I can't have an ATM machine because it looks like I'm trying to manipulate people into giving. <laughs> oh, and have mercy. We have another caller on the air. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Go ahead and state your comment. Well, I, I appreciate the, the uh, topic, the subject, and... I'm 65 years old, and I agree with the young lady who recently spoke, and I agree with all the pastors that, are, that are, have spoken on the subject, as well as the young man. And I think a part of the problem that we have as a people, talking about African Americans, is that we've been exposed to all types of, of giving procedures, rather than, rather than being taught the truth of the Word of God. And I, I see that as being a part of the problem. If you raise up in some low-income areas and you're exposed to a ministry that may say if you give two or three dollars here i'll show you that god will give you 10 or 15 in return and when it doesn't happen that way they're 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 totally disappointed so i think with all my heart and soul it's a combination of all the the things that we've talked about in a very humans way but very negatively and i believe with all my heart and soul that is all about teaching teaching our people what it means to be good stewards of what God has given you, regardless of how much that is, from the lowest end to the highest end. And if you're teaching that, you can't help but give, because that's what God did for us. And once you have accepted Christ in your life, you have the tendency to want to give anyway. You know, so I truly believe it's all about teaching and teaching the truth of the Word of God. And I thank you so much. Y'all doing a wonderful job. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you for the wisdom, too. We appreciate your comments. And I do have a list. It's, it's 10 things. Some of them have already been mentioned. They're not in order. They're just random things that I thought about. Uh, reasons why it's difficult to discuss money in the church. I'll do number one since we still have callers coming in. Call it in. Pastor Ray, people already struggling financially. Yeah. And, and hearing about money makes them maybe feel worse, maybe feel guilty. Maybe they want to give, mm-hmm. but they can't give right now for whatever reason. Maybe, you know, we're... In, we're we're in a very difficult time. Unemployment is where it is. People are not working the way they used to. Yeah. How, is that, you know, and then when you come to Absolutely. church and you hear, I need you to give, but I don't have it. I literally don't have it. Maybe Absolutely. I want to give. Can that make things sensitive? Absolutely. That makes uh, things sensitive. And I think that we would do well to have a, a good understanding of the economic climate. Not that we base uh, kingdom strategies and kingdom agenda ideas uh, from the scripture based on what is happening outside the church. But we need to be sensitive and mindful of where people are and where they live. And so uh, creating a culture and a climate where if you don't have to give this Sunday, this Wednesday, this Thursday, this Saturday, we still pray for you and love you as a brother and a sister and see you the way that God does. Also, he, he doesn't equate your your giving uh, with your salvation or your status with him. God is not a respect of persons. And so I think we would do well to, to as leaders to make sure we create a climate and an environment and a culture in our atmosphere so that people feel comfortable when they don't have anything uh, to, to give necessarily. You know, uh, uh, Pastor Johnson brought up a point that actually um, really resonates. I said resonates, by the <laughs> way. Um, 
it, it one of the things that I think about uh, Pastor Swan is how you can have an atmosphere of manipulation and not know it. And 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 many of us have done this because I can remember coming up where you know when they walk around to give the offering, if if I didn't have a dollar to put in, then then um, my my grandmother would give me one. Or or if you it, and the reason why is because you didn't want to be the one that walked around in front of all those people and just tapped a plate, or you didn't want to be the one that stayed in your seat while everybody uh, scooted around you and everybody knew that you didn't have no money you know yeah. and and so i think the thing is is that you know we we have to find uh, ways to make sure just like when we were, i can't get off the atm but the, just like with the atm you know what what happens is is if 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 god is really impressed upon my heart to give you know you, you know and you've got biblical backing for that you know as you as you pur- give as you've purposed in your heart and so if god is really purposed in my heart and i forgot my checkbook then i'm gonna bring it with me next time or i'm gonna go home and get it or whatever but i've got to trust that the people that are really given by faith um they're going to give and i know that is an idealistic world because realistically that <laughs> reality <laughs> and, I, and, I, and yeah. you're right you yeah. want to trust but yeah. i'll give you a perfect example earlier this year it snowed Yes. On the Sunday. Yes. And That's good. we most people did not have church on that Sunday. And I know I've talked to a number of pastors. You had it Wednesday. Had, <laughs> had to get it off on Wednesday. And the main thing was, do I trust that they're going to come back next Sunday right. and not spend the offering that they were going to give the previous Sunday that we didn't have church? And you're right. You want to think. <laughs> you want to hope and pray. Uh, but man... I think when, when folk walk out the door, Pastor <laughs> you, you, yeah. Juan, we had church, man. You had church that day. We had church, bro. Because you wanted that off. <laughs> look, you want to get the offer, man. Not, that no, that. But look, no, but we had to have church, man. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, our people ain't there. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just trying to keep it real, you know? Because I couldn't, I couldn't tell the the, the I couldn't tell the 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 light the light people that look we didn't have church. You got it, yeah. You can't tell them that. You can't tell them that. They ain't gonna so, buy it. Yeah, man. You're right. You're so so uh, yeah. so this is another question off subject. How many of the decisions that we make are financially motivated? Yeah, that's a lot. Hey, that's where we are. We we do have a caller in the air. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Go ahead and state your comment, please. Yes, I would just say that. Um, Giving starts with relationship with God. And I think if the body of Christ begin to teach people that the relationship, the more you begin to love God, the, you, the more you love God, the more you're going to want to obey what he's asked us to do as far as his word. That way, you don't have to, a, a pastor or whomever, don't have to stand up in a pulpit and pump people to give because it's not a relationship. It was just like the wid- the lady that gave everything that she had versus the people that put the money they were Pharisees they gave a lot but God said this lady that had very little she gave all that she had it's a given is a heart issue the tithe is what protects what people have the offering is what God multiplies and I think we have to begin to teach people that because if you don't teach the word I mean we teach everything else but then we shy away I'm talking about money. You can't pay the light bills without money. The church cannot run without money. And if you begin to teach people that, because they pay every other bill, they pay bills faithfully, and we can't begin to give to the church out of relationship with God. The more I love God, the more I'm gonna I'm gonna desire to give to Him because this is what He said. 
Okay. We appreciate- and I think that's the problem. Okay. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate the call. Mm-hmm. Teach more relationship, right? That's good. Um, good but work. the only thing I would say is that she's making an assumption that everybody's paying their bills on time. <laughs> <laughs> Because everybody's not, trust me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I guess, I guess you know. Again, I have this list. Let me let me go to another one very quickly, and that is on our side now, Pastor Ray. You started this show with that. Yeah. Maybe there's not full disclosure mm. of where the money's going. Mm. That sometimes makes people okay. You're asking me to give, but then you never tell me where's the money going. Mm-hmm. And am I just to blindly trust you? I think African Americans, by and large, are more educated now. Uh, and so that's not a knock on previous generations, but that means some people are more fiscal savvy and, and knowing about money and resources right. and different things. Right. And so what kind of message does that send when you don't say, okay, here, here's what we have, here's where it's gone, so that you can develop the kind of trust that you need in order for people to give? Now, Pastor Swan, I have been one of those who have been in church meetings uh, where we're, it's, we're supposed to be talking about the vision of the church, but we spend an hour and 45 minutes on the balance sheet, and we're looking at uh, the expenses versus the income and the outflows and every detailed aspect of that. And so, um, you know, just like with other nonprofit organizations, they give an annual report. They give a contribution statement at the end of the year. Yes, you do have to give maybe a pie chart or a bar graph in regards to where you're going in regards to your plan giving and your expenditures. Uh, But at the same time, um, those are used as hostage meetings, if you will, uh, where they hold Reverend hostage uh, for what he's planning to do with the resources for that year. And at the end of the day, uh, Reverend is responsible for what happens and what takes place in regards to the day-to-day advancement of the kingdom through the expression of that local ministry. But yes, you've got to uh, give a disclosure in regards to what's happening. I think the way in which you do that becomes the issue uh, today as people are more savvy, um, which is why you got to teach on uh, giving and responsibility and stewardship and all of those kinds of things. Yeah, what, one other on my list, I know we have another caller very quickly, is it was the last one, that the notion that the church is a business. Mm. I had some folks to leave our congregation because that was their exact reason. Well, you know, the church has grown and now it's become a, a business. Oh, my I, I can echo those sentiments, Pastor Swan. What What uh, else is it? I mean, we're, in the, <laughs> we're in the business we're, of souls. Exactly. And that comes with uh, some marketing, some branding, some customer service. Uh, all of that is involved in presenting Jesus in a way, here's my big word, Pastor Young, where he's palatable to be able to reach people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we do have another caller on the air. Caller, are you there? Yes, sir. Go ahead and state your comment, please. Brothers, you guys are make some excellent points. You know, I do see sometimes a church being a business. Uh, you know, generally what happens is, and I've been in some churches where, you know, they have a $25 prayer line, a $50 prayer line, a $100 prayer line. You know, and, and it's sort of creating an atmosphere. Y'all brothers were talking earlier about a, an atmosphere of manipulation or a climate. I mean, what is that really showing uh, some of the members? Then you got an ATM outside. You know, and I mean, this is, is something that's going on. You know, you know, when you read about Jesus going into the, the synagogues and flipping over the money changers and, you know, driving them out. You know, it, it sort of, you know, it sort of creates a climate where it just seems like it's undesirable to go to church. And you see some of the, you know, the, the, the seasoned members, they realize that, hey, you know, they're going to beat us up today about offering. And sometimes, so, you know, before that offering comes, they're, they're making their way to the back door, you know, out of the church. 
You know, so it, it, it sort of shows a manipulative atmosphere in some of these churches. It, it's really ridiculous. Okay, we appreciate the call. Thank you for the time. A lot of people, a lot of people who are calling pastors feel feel burned in some way about giving, and, and maybe that's the reason why. And the reality is, when you do feel manipulated, you you adjust. So if there are two offerings in your church, <laughs> you split your money up halfway. <laughs> I'm gonna give the same amount. I'm just okay, gonna get. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, if I'm giving ten dollars there, I'm gonna have five in the left pocket, five in the right, so I could I could go ahead and do what I'm called to do. <laughs> but you know, the, this is the thing. You know, when we talk about how sometimes, uh, you know, people misunderstand that that because the, for the most part, all they see is the spiritual side of ministry, and they're not small big word privy. <laughs> to the other side because they don't see us sitting at our desk on Monday mornings trying to figure out, you know, okay, how, you know, what bills are due, what bills need to be paid, let's write the check. They don't see the business aspect of it. They just see, you know, you sweating and preaching and hollering on Sundays and, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe some of them come to Bible study, but that's another story. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> but, but I guess, I guess let, let me ask you this, and, and we're almost out of time. And we definitely got to pick this up next week. Maybe <laughs> the first, the question should be, should there be an ATM machine? <laughs> but the question is, do we, do we do enough to teach about how money helps the kingdom? And I think for us, you know, the kingdom is not always visible. Mm-hmm. Um, do we do enough of that? But, but let me say this before, um, we, you know, we're on a college campus, right? Mm-hmm. And when you graduate from here or any other institution of higher learning, you best believe after a certain period of time, somebody's going to call you and, and ask you to support the school, right? That keeps the school going. I wonder what would happen if you had some folks from your church to call the members and, and ask them what what kind of giving uh, would you support giving in some kind of way? Um, do you think that will be received, Pastor yeah. Young? You know, I think it's directly proportional, kind of a big word, to their love for the church, their commitment to the ministry, because I believe, you know, and, and I could be a little biased here, and, and maybe I can be biased on you all's behalf, but but let's just say I believe that the committed members of our church, they would welcome those calls. They would say, oh, the church needs something? Let me see what I can do. I ain't got much, but I'll give what I can, you know, mm-hmm. because they're committed to the ministry, but but the ones that you you are, are that are just kind of falling in love with the paint job or they're there because they think you preach good, and, and, and they haven't really connected with the vision, yeah. those are the people that I think get offended by those kind of calls. Pastor Ray, what do you think? I wholeheartedly agree with Pastor Young, which is why uh, for young preachers who are listening today, uh, it's not so much your personality because personalities change. Uh, it's not so much your gifting because giftings do change. But you have to uh, cause people to fall in love with God's vision. Maybe it falls in, in line with God's vision and his, the mission of expression through your local church. But people follow vision. Uh, when vision is articulated well and communicated well and people can see tangibly how their giving connects with God's mission in the earth through your local church, you won't have a problem with people giving. And so I, I think uh, we have to kind of move that way. I agree wholeheartedly with the uh, comments Pastor Young just made in regard to that. Yeah, so it sounds like from what we've heard so far, and we'll pick it up next week, there's some things we can do better on our end yeah. in the presentation of the topic and and perhaps being authentic and transparent to some degree and and money line got to go 
<laughs> I don't know, man. It, it may work for some, man. Shoot, so, uh, in, hey, in look, some man. persuasions, you are gonna have that money line because uh, you know if if Rev is is a mathematician, he's calculating in his head what the hundred dollar line, what the fifty dollar line, what the twenty five dollar line means, and how many people are in each line with what he's got to cover. So that's the reason why sometimes they do it, but it doesn't go over well with the atmosphere of people. It, it doesn't, doesn't go over well, in our opinion. But people still are attending those churches mm. and participating in those offerings. Oh, well, well, people people went so, to, to Jim Jones Church too. They did, you know. So I guess my point is though is that oh. you know if 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 given the given to the hundred dollar line, and then if I don't have a hundred dollars, but I if I have five dollars, and, and and then there's a perception that they they gained access to something that that I can't because I didn't have the hundred dollars and I couldn't get in that line. You know, that's a travesty. <laughs> <laughs> Let me play the flip side to that. You know, some people say uh, tither stand as an example, mm. or tithers. You know, in service. Okay, we're gonna do the offering like this. Tithers come up first, and and you give. Right. And 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 then uh, those who don't tithe. Right. All right, y'all can come on up now and, <laughs> give, <laughs> and give yeah, whatever yeah. you got left. Yeah, you create uh, second class citizenship in your church with that one. <laughs> that ain't good. <laughs> but do you think on the flip side that maybe it's motivation to so that people will tithe because they don't want to be embarrassed? Well, it's 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 reverse psychology. It's reverse peer pressure, if you will. Um, <laughs> I ain't gonna knock it necessarily. I'm just saying we've got to. Create, you doing it? That's what you said. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that's why we've got to create an environment so that people. I feel comfortable with their relationship with God because this money thing is touchy. It's just touchy. And you've got to do everything you can to desensitize while teaching, uh, to create an environment where everyone feels comfortable while growing at the same time. And I think we just I'm going to just put it on us as as preachers. We've got to get we've got to we've got to do better. But but don't other places. And I guess this is the question. And I'm not defending because you're right. There's a lot of manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> But in other in other venues, businesses don't they manipulate people? Absolutely, they remember jingles and slogans and and signs and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, you're asking me, Bush Gardens though. They, they say Bush Gardens, you're, you're paying Bush Gardens. I've paid sixty dollars to get in. Yeah, I stand in line for an hour. Yeah, to ride a two minute ride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that not manipulation? <laughs> at, at least we're gonna take you on a ride that never stops. <laughs> We, we got to pick it up. We got to pick it up next week. Thank you to everybody who called. I know some people are still calling in. We promise we'll pick this up next week. We need to talk about the ATM again. I, I think yeah, we, yeah. we need to talk about that. But once again, uh, on behalf of Pastor John Young, Pastor Ray Johnson, this is Pastor Kevin Swan. We're going to ride out on, on this song here that we've been talking about all day. Uh, once again, thank you for listening. Tune in next week to part two of this, this broadcast of the sensitivity of money in the church and why it is. Once again, be blessed and be a blessing to someone else. This is the essence of HU 88.1 WHOV. Point one, W-H-O-V, Hampton.